I'm going to continue today in the series, This World is Not Our Home. And this will be part three. All right, so I'd like you to turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 21. And I'll start at verse 2. So I'm going to start reading Revelation, chapter 21, verses 2 through 4. Then I'll pick up on verse 7 and then verse 27. All right, here we go. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Verse 7. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse 27. But there shall be by no means enter it anything that defiles, or causes an abomination, or a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So one thing it says here that I want you to really pay attention to. It says this is a a city, the new Jerusalem, it's coming down out of heaven from God. So it tells me that this thing, this new city, new means new, old means old. So that means it's not talking to the Jerusalem that's on the earth. It's saying the Jerusalem, there's something new coming out from heaven from God. So that means God made this is something God created himself. Man had nothing to do with it. Then it is said in verse 3, behold a tabernacle of God is with men. So a tabernacle is a place or a dwelling place for something to abide in. So the Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Another way you could say that our body is the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. Okay, So this new Jerusalem coming down from heaven is a dwelling place for whom? It says here in verse 3, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So this new Jerusalem, this tabernacle, is for his children. Okay? So this one, coming down from heaven to the earth, it's for his children to abide in. And it says here in verse 3, God himself will be with them and be their God. So when it says God himself, It means God himself. Not just the Spirit, but God in all of his glory. In this body, 
we cannot fellowship with God in all of His glory. We cannot see God face to face right now because we will drop dead. Our bodies cannot handle the glory of God. If God was to manifest Himself to each and every one of us in His full splendor and glory, we, our bodies cannot take it. Because this body is corrupted. It cannot take the holiness of God. It can't, it can't handle it. So it's saying here, this new Jerusalem that comes out is a dwelling place. And there are other scriptures that back this up. This is what God's plan from the, from the beginning. But this is the manifestation of what was spoken in the beginning happening at the time when this is talked about here, prophesied. Where John is speaking about the vision he got. Okay, so I'm going somewhere with this. So it says, God himself, and I say, in all of his glory, would be abiding with, with us. But then that points to why are we able to abide with God in all of his glory? Because there is something that happens to us. And I'll talk about that a little bit. So it says here, verse 7, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We are already sons of God. But we will have that full fellowship, that full intimacy. We will have that full realization of that intimacy here. But first, we have to be fully redeemed. While we are in this body, we are not fully redeemed. It's a down payment of what's to come. So when it's saying here in verse 7, I will be his God and he shall be my son. In the context of what is happening here that John is speaking about. In that context, we have already been transitioned. Not only spiritually and our souls now, our consciences are clear before God. But our physical body has already been transformed. Then we can fully fellowship with God in all of his glory. Why? Because we have a new body. A spiritual body. Just like what Jesus raised from the dead with. That body can handle the glory of God because it's not corrupted anymore. It's a new body. It's not corrupted. So it can handle the glory and the power of God. It can handle God in its, in its, in its full essence and glory. Verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, sorrow, crying, no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Life as we know it now and the world will, as we know it will no longer exist. For a new heaven, for a new Jerusalem to come to earth, you can't have what we have now. Because it said here, if you go back to verse 1, which we didn't read, it says... John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. So it's saying here, what I'm seeing is new and what was before it is no longer here. He said, the first heaven and the first earth have passed away. Also, there was no more sea. So this environment, this world as we know it, no longer exists. 
They said the heaven and the earth will pass away and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. We will be with God in his full glory and splendor. With him, in him, part of him. We are and would be in him and he is in us as we are now. What we are experiencing now is a down payment of what's to come. Verse 8. Nothing in this new environment will be able to defile. That is corrupt. No, there will be no corruption. There will be no flesh as we know it. Flesh and blood as we know it. Nothing like that will be existing in that environment. There will be no sin. There will be no darkness. Because darkness cannot stay in the presence of God. It cannot handle the presence and the glory of God. Everything will be holy. Everything will be just. Everything will be righteous in that environment. The justified who are written in the Lamb's book of life will be those are the people who will be there. So if you have received Christ, if you have believed on his name, you are written, your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So that's why I said, as a citizen, you know, and I'm telling you, who you are, where you belong, and where you're going. When you receive this light, who is Christ, believe him. You are a citizen translated from darkness into light. Your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So you will be present in that new environment. Now I'd like you please to turn to the book of Isaiah. And we, ch- we start at verse 17. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 17. So in the book of Isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 through verse 19. And then verse 24 through 25. So verse 17 states, For behold, this is Isaiah the prophet, what was spoken through him by the Spirit. Now we're speaking here prophetically about what is to come. For behold, I create a new, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Verse 24. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. And dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. So it's saying here, which coincides and verifies what John, the, the image John was speaking about in the book of Revelation. He's saying here, 
I create new heavens and new earth. So new means what was is no longer applicable. It's no longer present. The former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. I mean, I read this and I was so excited when I read that. I was so excited. Why was I so excited? It says here, we will be in a place of peace and joy. It said in verse in verse 18, Be glad and rejoice for forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and a people a joy. It's not talking about the Jerusalem that's on earth. It's talking about the one to come. The one that is created by God coming out from, that comes down from heaven. There'll be, it, will, it will be a place of peace and joy. We want, and, and listen, and look at this. Verse 17, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. You know what he's saying there? He's saying we won't remember the life we have now. We won't remember it. All the drama we are dealing with now, we won't remember it. Being husband and wife, brother, sister, cousins, we won't remember any of that stuff. I don't know how the Lord is going to do it. But when the tra- full transformation takes place, we will have a different mindset. We won't remember the, the life that we have now. We won't remember any of it. Any of it. None of the pain, the suffering, the anguish that we have gone through and going through on this life right now. None of it will be, will have any memory of it. Somehow the Lord will just, it's all going to be blank. We won't know any and remember any of it. We won't feel, we won't experience the anguish. None of it we're going to remember or experience. Not even the memory of it. So when you talk about your redemption, your redemption will be so complete. You will really be, we will really be a different creation. We will be a different species altogether. I mean, that is exciting to me, to read this, and the understanding of it. Joy, rejoicing, and peace in and with God. We will all be different. No more death. No more killing to, to survive. If you look at nature, to survive, every, something has to die. To live in this earth, something has to die. For us to be able to eat daily, something has to die. You eat in chicken, you eat beef, you eat uh, tomatoes, whatever you eat, something has to die for something else to live. Isn't that something? We never think about this. But death is happening around us all the time. It's, we are surrounded by death. Even in our bodies, our physical bodies is death. Because the body is fading away. It's coming to nothing. And one day we have to put it off. But the glory of God, the wisdom of God, the mercy and compassion of God, when we are changed, we won't remember any of it. None of it. We won't remember it. That is the love and the mercy and the compassion of God. That we won't have to take this, this, this stuff with us. So these scriptures I'm, I, 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 I'm, I shared with you here. About the description of this kingdom. 
with a holy people residing in a place, an environment where there is peace and joy. Even though we are not there literally, we are of that kingdom. Because it's a kingdom to come, but, it's, but the kingdom is already here. Because Jesus said the kingdom of God now is in you. And each and every one who called Christ Lord, who has received that light, the kingdom of God is within you. Why? By the Spirit of God. So the kingdom of God is now, but the kingdom of God is also to come. When we fully redeemed and fully expressed our relationship with God, what He has determined and what He has established and spoken and required to be from since the beginning, it will be fully realized. But right now, as we are walking this earth, as we are all on this line, the kingdom of God is in us right now. We are carriers of His light. We are carriers of that Spirit. Turn to Romans now chapter 14 and verse 17 and I want to start showing you something and as I transition from this message into next week's message I'm setting you up now for where we're going. Romans chapter 14 please. Verse 17. Okay, here we go. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Paul is there telling the Roman Christians, which not only applies to them, but applies to us now. He said the kingdom of God is not in, your, in, not, is not in food and drink. It's not about food. It's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now let me show you how what we are now, that kingdom that's in this, that investment that's in us now, how it ties to what he's saying and where we are going. So he said here, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness is defined as justification. Justification is by faith in Christ. So we are justified by faith when we believe. Justified means that you are declared righteous or holy by God because of your faith in the light who is Christ. You believe and receive that's why you are justified or declared holy or clean without sin. Remember Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, he said, you are all clean, not all, but all of you are clean except one, which he's talking about Judas Iscariot. But they were clean, why? Because they believed him and they received him. So they were justified by faith as we today on this line who believe and receive the light who is Christ are justified by faith. So we are declared holy, we are declared righteous by God because of our faith in Christ. We didn't do anything to earn it. You cannot do anything to earn it. It's by faith because of your belief in Christ. So it says in Romans 5.1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace 
with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand. So it says here, we are justified, declared righteous, holy by God because of our faith in Christ. And we have peace with God. Why? We are reconciled with God because of our faith in Christ. We are in right standing with God. Through whom? Who? Christ. We have also have access by faith into this grace. What is this grace? Justification. Because we are justified by faith. We don't earn it. It's by the grace of God that we are saved, that we are justified. Now there is a righteousness we get by faith when we believe. As I said, we are declared holy, we are declared clean, we are declared just before God. That's the righteousness we receive when we believe. And the translation from darkness to light takes place by the Holy Spirit. When you declare righteous, there is a, the transformation has taken place from darkness into light. It happens by the Spirit. And we are declared righteous, as I said, and in right standing with God. Now then, there's a righteousness we have to walk in. And that happens as we submit to the Word and as we submit to the Spirit of God. That's another act of faith. So we are justified, we are saved by faith, and we walk and mature in Christ by faith. Now peace is defined as, that's a word, irene, it's defined as to join, to set at one. This is the peace of God. The same peace Jesus gave to his disciples, which he has also given to us by the Spirit. The peace we he had with the Father when he walked the earth, it's the same peace he has given us now. Because he walked in the fullness of God, in the full anointing of the Holy Spirit, he had that koinonia, he had irene, that peace that comes from God because of his relationship. The peace knowing ahead of time what is happening, why it's happening, knowing he's walking in the light in that, because of that peace. Because of that peace, he has that peace because he's walking in the light. We have that same peace, that same capacity to have that peace because we, that same spirit abides in us. Okay, So the intimacy of his relationship with the Father is by the Spirit. Our intimacy with him to the Father is by that same Spirit. So while we are on earth and in this body, we can experience the fruit of this righteousness and the peace of God. So joy now is defined as a cheerfulness. It's defined as uh, to be exceedingly cheerful. We could have we could be cheerful in the midst of everything we are going going through. Now, how does that happen? What does this all mean? There is a bubbling up within our spirit, our heart, our body. There's a bubbling up of this cheerfulness and joy because of the intimacy we have with God through Christ by the Spirit. 
There is a witness in your spirit of who you are. There is a witness in your spirit that you are loved by God. There is a witness in your spirit. You know that everything is going to be okay. You know and have confidence in God because the Holy Spirit makes you aware of your relationship. And because of that, you have that confidence, you have peace. And because you have peace, knowing that you are loved, knowing that everything will be okay, there is a joy that comes up because of that knowing. It may not happen to you at all the time, but there are sometimes, if you understand what I'm saying, there are times that you just feel that you can do anything in God. That's when the spirit is, re- that's when you, you have, your, your body is reacting. You have an emotional reaction to the spirit working in you. But sometimes you don't have that emotional feeling. You feel down in the dumps. But you don't go by your feeling. You have to know that that spirit is still there. And that you still have joy. And you still have peace. And you are still just before God. You have to know this stuff. You can't go by how you feel. But that bubbling up. It, it is a witness to you of the joy, of the cheerfulness that's in you by the Spirit. That feeling you get is an emotional response to something that's a spiritual activity that's happening in your body. But as I said, we don't go by how we feel. Okay, don't get caught up in the emotion. Just know that the Lord is letting you know that you are loved. He's reminding you of your relationship with Him. So as I was saying, while we're on this earth, we can experience this righteousness. Because you, you, you should know it. That the righteousness that we have is not of our own. It's not our own. We have been bought with a price. That price was the blood of the Lamb. The blood, that price was the blood of Christ. So the righteousness we have, we didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. The peace we have, We didn't earn it. And that joy we have, we didn't earn it either. It's all by the Spirit. Because we are in the kingdom. Because God is He's confirming to us our relationship to Him and our position as His sons in the kingdom. When the kingdom is fully established, as John spoke in the book of Revelation, we no longer have to deal with sin, pain, suffering, sorrow. We won't remember any of it. And as we go about our daily lives, we must remember who we are. We must remember where we belong. We must know where we're going. As I said, it's a down payment of what's to come. But you could only experience this if you seek the things of the kingdom. If you seek the things of God. If you seek to know Him. You'll have that realization of what is written will be manifested in your life. And that is the light that shines in the darkness in this earth. The kingdom of God on this earth being revealed through us. Don't believe the lies because you're going to hear it in your head. You're going to hear this voice talking to you and you'll hear people criticizing you. Don't believe the lies that you are not good enough to be loved by God. We know we're not good enough. But God loves us because of our 
choice to receive the light. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. By faith we receive Christ, the light. That pleases God. Okay? So don't believe the lies and don't believe how you feel. You can't go by how you feel. Today I feel exhilarated in the things of God. I feel I could do anything. I feel I'm so loved by God. And then somebody, tomorrow somebody says something to me I don't like and I start to be, want to beat up myself or I want to re- lash out at them or whatever. I am going by moving by how I feel. I'm reacting based on my emotions, not based on what, who God says I am. So don't believe the lies don't allow anyone or anything to rob you of your peace and steal your joy. This is the first attack of the enemy. To separate you by your feelings. Get you to think about how you feel. Taking you your mind off of who you are. And then that's the first attack. Then the second attack is to react to, what, to your feelings. Righteousness, peace, and joy is ours as citizens of the kingdom of God. It's ours. We can walk in it. Enjoy it. Why? Because we are in Christ. We are one with Christ. It's ours as sons of the kingdom of light. It is ours to enjoy now. It requires an act of faith. It requires a life of surrender. It requires dying to yourself. Because the battle is in this body. This body wants to do its own thing. It reacts to the environment. And we give in to it because we don't like to feel the discomfort. Why does a baby cry and yell and scream? Because of whatever discomfort it's feeling. It could be wet because of of, of a wet diaper. It could be a rash. It could be hunger. Or they cry for hunger. A baby, a baby that's not comfortable or hungry. Well, not comfortable means they're hungry. They yell and scream until they stop when that whatever it is that's irritating them has been satiated. Then they stop. That's the flesh. The flesh is always crying out for something. That's why it's so easy for the enemy to manipulate people. Because it's to satiate something that's driving a behavior. But when you know who you are as a citizen of the kingdom of God. You know your rights and privileges. You know the authority you have as a believer in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, even though he went to the cross and went to the heaven, he didn't leave us helpless. He sent the Spirit to help us so that we can overcome in this dark world and experience the glory of the kingdom of God now that abides in us. So, walk in your understanding. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let anyone steal your joy. Don't let anyone tell you you're no good. Don't let anyone or anything steal your peace. It's even more important in the light than the world we're living in right now. It's not going to get easier. But we have to learn to tap in to the kingdom of God that's in us. The resources of that kingdom. We have to learn to tap in so that we can walk by faith and manifest the light from that kingdom that's going to reveal through our lives and our lifestyle. Okay?
So I'm just going to stop here today. And I'll pick this up next week.